joining us with these podcasts. They are designed to challenge us in the Christian faith. We hope that they do that for you. And we also hope that sometime you will join us at First Christian Church in Malvern. May God bless you. Well, are you persevering? I hope so. <laughs> Sometimes persevering can be really a, a hard thing to do uh, when you're dealing with doubts and you're dealing with trials in your life or even fear. I mean, we're still under some fear. I realize where our country is opening up more and more and uh, people are just boom going out like crazy and not taking any precautions. And that's a little bit dangerous, I think. Uh, uh, there are some fears that we have that this uh, virus may come back, but, you know, persevere. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're on topic 20 of our discipleship class, and we will be dealing with perseverance. Uh, let's open up with a word of prayer. Thank you, God, for this time together. And uh, we ask, God, that uh, uh, you be with us, teach us, and strengthen us. Help us, Lord, to understand. Uh, give us the strength, Lord, as we study this particular lesson on perseverance. We need your presence. We need your help. For, Lord, we know that at times it gets hard to keep on keeping on. So we thank you and we praise you. And we pray this in the precious holy name of Jesus. Amen. You know, it's tough to keep hanging in there, isn't it? Boy, sometimes you think, Ugh, another day, uh, more problems. Uh, maybe you have doubts. But uh, when it comes down to it, we're, we're all facing these things. Maybe you're a person with a lofty dream that's going to require grueling years of schooling. And even then, you have no guarantees of success. I remember uh, my mom telling me, um, Mark, what do you want to do? And I said, well, or asking me, and I said, I want to be a brain surgeon. Oh, that's good. That requires a lot of school. Right away, I said, well, maybe I don't want to be a brain surgeon. Um, so there's, there's things that uh, sometimes we just have to persevere through if that's really a dream or someone whose spouse is bitter and impossible to please. Imagine being with someone like that through what we're going through or maybe you, you are in that situation or there's an aging parent with Alzheimer's or a, a child that just requires round-the-clock care, or a cancer patient who's facing another round of chemo and another drug because that was, the last one hadn't worked and neither uh, had the other two. So, you know, it, it persevere, keep on. Uh, a friendly kid at a new school who constantly gets teased or shunned, and he may come to the point where he says, what's the use? What's, why even try? A laid-off worker who has sent out 100 resumes without a single request for a follow-up interview. Life can be tough. 
Sometimes it can be brutal. And lots of people quit. Uh, they quit every day. They may quit their job. They may walk away from a friendship. Uh, they may give up on a dream or pull the plug, maybe on a marriage. Uh, but anyone who's trying to follow Jesus, life can still be painful. Life and persistent hardships can, can sometimes foster up these doubts. And you struggle. You may ask questions like, well, is, is God real? Why isn't this faith in Christ thing working for me? And you may feel like giving up. I mean, after all, I thought maybe Jesus would come make my life better, more blessed. Well, we're going to take a look at this lesson. And we're going to take a look at the race and the quality of perseverance. Uh, we're going to take a look at this perseverance. And it's a rare thing. And this race of life, as we continue on, it can be easy to give up. Disciples have this trait because Jesus, the one that we follow, he never gave up. I remember that song that, about Christ never giving up. Or the old hymn, Jesus Never Fails. Uh, you may ask yourself, why, why should you keep trusting the Father in heaven, walking with him, when doing so doesn't seem to make life any easier or better? You know, in truth, in many places of the world, being a Christian makes your life really, really harder. It's, it is really possible to keep the faith in a, in a world that's filled with trials and troubles. Well, let's take a look at perseverance. What, what does it mean? Well, in order to, to look at it, uh, let's look at uh, two Greek words. Paschartere is the first one, and it means to adhere, to cling, to be devoted. Now, some of our English Bibles may uh, translate it continue in something, to be steadfast, to be constant. Uh, now get this, in, in Mark 3, 9, the word has been used of a boat that's been made ready for Jesus, devoted for his use, and sits waiting by a boat. In Acts 10.7, it describes a faithful personal attendant. In short, this, this idea of perseverance is persisting, staying, waiting, not leaving, uh, doing all that when it's hard or it's boring and you're being uh, opposed and you don't feel like it. Now, the other word, hupamone. Now, it conveys the same idea of endurance, patience, and being steadfast, having to wait. And the implication is that you're weary of your hard circumstances. You're tired of waiting for things to change. 
Uh, you want to throw in the towel. But the voice of perseverance says, don't quit. Hang in there. Cling. So this one is, is telling you, don't give up even though you're weary. I remember a dear saint I used to visit, and I've mentioned this in some of the other classes, that uh, she was a, a real dear heart. I, I loved her. She was in her 90s. And she used to say, it's a good life if you don't weary. And uh, I thought, yeah. And that, that can mean about your body failing, or it can mean about you just getting tired there. But don't quit. Hang in there. I am reminded, and I'm surprised that in this lesson, that we didn't learn about the perseverance of Abraham. Do you realize that Abraham is 75 years old when he's told he's going to be the father of a nation? And then he goes on to talk about the stars of heaven, as many as that. Now, he waits 25 years till he's 100 years old for the birth of Isaac. Wow. Now, during Abraham's journey, he made some mistakes along the way, didn't he? We know he did because uh, he did not ask God and inquire of God and took the hand servant uh, maiden by the name of Hagar and had a child through Hagar. Now that wasn't part of God's plan. He needed to persevere in what God told him. Sometimes we're that way too. We may not give up, but we go the wrong direction. Let's look at some specific ways that we as followers of Christ are supposed to, to not give up, to keep going. Ah. In Romans 12, 12, it says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Don't give up on those things. Uh, Galatians 6, 9 says, Do not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Just keep doing good, because you know that's what God would want you to do even if you're not seeing the results of that. 2 Timothy 3.14 says, But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Remain faithful in what you've been taught. You know, if, if what you've been taught has been the word of God, remain faithful to that. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Every single one of us has a different course we take in life through different things we run through. But persevere, never give up. So be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, Colossians 4, 2. 
<clears throat> and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Ephesians 6.18 So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 There were people who wanted to give up on the Christian faith. They wanted to leave it. Now, this, this is only a partial list of all the verses that call Christians to persevere. But what specific areas do you see mentioned in this? Well, you're right in that it has something to do with your faith. Persevere in your faith. How, how would you rate yourself when it comes to persevering in the areas that were mentioned? Some say fair faith, some say prayer, some uh, say watchful, uh, thankfulness, um, you know, uh, in the teachings. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things here. Uh, don't grow weary, doing good. Don't give up. Uh, be, how about having hope? Don't give up on hope. Now, number three says Hebrews 6, 1, and 8. So let's, let's turn to the book of, of Hebrews. And, and if we go to uh, Hebrews... Let's look at chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 through 8. He says, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. I mean, faith is where we're headed. Works will never get us there. He says, of instruction about washings, laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Move on. Move on in maturity. And this we shall do if God permits. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened uh, and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have trusted the good word of God and the powers of the age of the come and then have fallen away. It's impossible to renew them again to repentance since they crucify to them themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For ground that drinks the rain which often falls upon it brings forth vegetation useful to those who, for whose sake it has been tilled, receives a blessing from God. But if it yields thorns and thistles, if it's worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned, it's no good. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't turn from the faith of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, verses 26 through uh 31, uh, it says, For if we go on sinning willfully 
after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony or two, three witness. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? Boy, that, that is an excellent verse. It's not just about perseverance. It's talking about don't leave the faith. Because if you do leave the faith, if you leave Christianity, you no longer believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he cleanses you. If you do that, listen to what it says. You've trampled underfoot the Son of God. You've regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified. You were set apart. But you've, tr you've treated it as undeserving. And you've insulted the spirit of grace. You can fall from grace, people. That verse talks about that. There's some other verses that I want to talk about too that we'll, we will deal with that. So keep going on. We entered the covenant by belief in Jesus Christ and by believing in him and adhering to, and we can leave the covenant by not believing in him. Now, I think that's a rare thing. And, and God tries, you know, he, he encourages us and strengthens us, but he never goes against our own will. So the New Testament includes a lot of warnings about this falling away from the faith. Uh, listen to what Jesus said in Matthew. You'll be hated uh, by all because of my name, but it is the one who has endured to the end who shall be saved. You got to endure to the end. And that endurance is through belief. That's how we entered the covenant. Well, as, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. You can receive God's grace in vain when you give up on Christianity. When you no longer believe, you walk away. And then in Hebrews 3.12, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. I mean, the book of Hebrews are just filled with all kinds of warnings about that because there were a group of people that no longer believed in Jesus. They wanted to go back to the law and live by the law, and they were trampling underfoot grace. So, they ask the question, what do you make of these verses? What are they saying? And he says, how would you describe the difference between a true believer who still sins and a make-believer who never really had true faith and still sins? Well, 
we know that there are those who fake Christianity. We see that in the churches, don't we? You know, when we are accused of, well, there's a bunch of hypocrites in there. Well, sometimes there are. And sometimes there are those who just fall. And they need to get up. So, realize that there are those who are faking. Well, check out these verses that speak of what God does to help disciples to persevere and remain faithful. John said this, Jesus said it in John 10, says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. Now, I believe that verse is talking about we received eternal life by believing in Jesus. He's the golden oracle. He is the one that came to give us eternal life. But when? When we willfully jump out of his hand by unbelief, then, then we, there, there is no hope for us. I'm not talking about doubting. We all doubt. We all sin. But what I'm talking about is to no longer believe. I've known someone that, that was that way. And it's a sad thing. They tra trample underfoot the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, Romans 11.29 says God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. I mean, God called the Israelites... And yes, he loved them and time and time called them back. But you got to remember, according to Paul, those who disbelieved in Jesus, those branches were cut off. That's from Romans also. So listen to Philippians 1.6, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. God's working with you, isn't he? He's working with me too. And he's making us, uh, through our trials and tribulations, to rely on him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Listen to this from 1 Peter 1, 3, and 5. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. We have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith... God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. It is through faith. But brothers and sisters, we can come to a point where we throw that away and don't believe. Uh, I disagree with the little... Uh, shaded area in our book what's that about he said I heard some Christians arguing about the perseverance of the saints and they were wrestling with the question can a believer lose his or her salvation 
or is it possible to have true faith then turn away from it well it is hotly debated but uh, most agree, uh, Christians would, would agree with these statements. Let's, let's look at them. Some who claim to be believers are not truly born again due to misunderstanding of the gospel, insincerity, or misplaced trust. I, I would agree with that. And God alone knows the truth about a person's heart and spiritual condition. Boy, I, I would most certainly agree with that. We know that our deeds that we do is a thermometer of our belief but even redeemed people will continue to sin oh my that is true God is faithful to bring his children home he is those who have exercised genuine saving faith they've been made alive spiritually and declared righteous by the virtue of Christ's death and the resurrection on their behalf they cannot be unadopted by God. Well, I'm not sure about that statement because when we disown God, when we no longer are part of the vine, remember Jesus, I am the vine, you are the branches, if you remain in me, there must be a way to not remain in him. That's an important scripture. <clears throat> Despite failure and sin, <clears throat> we cannot invalidate God's grace. Well, that, that's true if we have faith. But faith is that key. He will faithfully see to it that we persevere and enter into everlasting life. But he is not going to change the human will. And that's what we have to realize I want to look at some other scriptures that, that talk about that. We, we were dealing in, in Hebrews there. And I, and I want to go back to the fourth chapter. <clears throat> Excuse me, the sixth chapter. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> pardon me. And I want to look at verse 4. And I want us to see this. It says, For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Now, what do they have? They've been enlightened. They have the gift, the heavenly gift. They have the Holy Spirit. They've tasted the good word of God, the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away. Now, that's a, that's a pretty strong word of falling away. <clears throat> it's impossible to renew them again to repentance, since they again crucified to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. Disbelief will sever, will sever things. Hebrews, even Hebrews 12, take a look at that. In Hebrews 12, 15, uh, we need to 12.15 See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it may be defiled. And he goes on to talk about immoral people. See, don't fall short of the grace of God. 
It is by grace we have been saved. And there's a couple of other passages that we've talked about before. Um, let's take a look at 2 Peter verse 2. 2 Peter verse 2. Or chapter 2. Chapter 2 verse 20 and 22. Look at this. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, okay, they, they have known Jesus, right? They are again entangled in them and are overcome. Overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. It would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment delivered to them. Wow. Those are pretty strong words. Disbelief causes that. Now take a look at 2 Peter 3, 17. 2 Peter 3, verse 17. And this, this is a very sobering scripture. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard, lest being carried away by the error of unprincipled men, you fall from your own steadfastness. You can fall from your own steadfastness. And he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So, there's some very, very important scriptures. There's some more. Um, Galatians. Turn to Galatians. Uh, we'll... Galatians chapter 5, and let's look at verse 4. Verse 4, you have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law, for you have fallen from grace. You can fall from grace. Apparently, they had belonged to Jesus Christ, but they fell from grace. And that's Galatians 2, verse 5. Wow. It is important that we realize that. Of course, John, the Gospel of John, verse uh, chapter 15 uh, when you look at that particular chapter, it's filled with a lot of ifs. If you keep my commandments and abide in my love, okay, you'll have joy. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Okay, there's a lot of ifs in there. Take a look at, uh, he starts off by saying, Jesus does, I am the true vine. My father's the, the vine dresser. Okay, verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, 
He bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch, dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. I can't see how a person could be saved without Jesus Christ. For even he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. So I just wanted to cover that area because I, I didn't want to give the idea that a person, once they're saved, they're always saved. No matter how they live, no matter what they do, no matter if they curse God, no matter if they say they don't believe in Jesus anymore. I mean, wow. Jesus is the great oracle, isn't he? He is the key to this grace we love and this grace that we praise God about and this grace that we thank him for. So we don't have anything to fear as we walk in faith. So writing to Christians who were facing a lot of hard uh, things in life, the Apostle James said, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James 1, 2 through 4. Wow. Now, you may remember that, uh, how, how, does, how does that seem ridiculous to you? How, how is it possible to be joyful in hard times? Well, I think we, we need to, to realize that those hard times truly are producing in us a character. Uh, if you look at, at Romans chapter 5, 3 through 5, we find this little thing about tribulations and sufferings are going to require these things. It's going to require a perseverance, a clinging on, a going on, not giving up. And that produces a stronger character in you, a proven character. And that's going to lead to hope. And then you'll have a deeper sense of God's love through his spirit. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Now, we talked about that a little bit in, in topic 19, overcoming. But I want you to notice that James says, difficulty come our way not to ruin us. And right away, we think we're ruined when something happens. But to develop us and strengthen us, Trials are the God-ordained, God-orchestrated laboratory where we can develop this perseverance. Without trials, you don't have to persevere. I mean, it's not tested. All that waiting, all that trusting, all that clinging is how we come to know firsthand that we are tougher than we imagined because of God. Not on our own, but because of God. And that we can endure more than we thought. And why? Because God is more faithful than we ever dreamed. Isn't God faithful? Boy, we, 
We really need to praise Him. It was good to get together as a group and, and church and just praise God. I enjoyed that. So how do we cultivate this perseverance in our lives? Well, when I see people trying to give up, I notice that there's a weak link somewhere in their Christian uh, development. Uh, the Lord's given his children four great resources for the hard times. He's given us his word. Now, we need to be reminded of 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, for rebuking, okay, correcting and training in righteousness. We can teach with the Word of God. It teaches us, and sometimes it scolds us. And then we see how to correct our lives, and we then begin this training of putting it to practice so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. Wow, the trustworthy promises of the Bible Wow, can shore up to all of that beating that our faith is taking. Well, how about secondly, his spirit? Boy, realize God's Holy Spirit is with you. Sometimes we forget that he's right there. He says in John, Jesus said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. The Holy Spirit gives us that peace. I do not give up, uh, do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit dwells in us people Cling to him. And what about brothers and sisters, his people? Brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul wrote this while he was in prison in, in Philippians 1, 3 through 5. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. We encourage one another. He says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the very first day until now. The body of Christ can surround us and help us and encourage us. And then his mission. You know, his mission. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Here we go. Persevere. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Wow. Participation in an, in an eternity eternally worthy task can help us keep focused on what matters. Wow. So what is perseverance? Well, you answer that. 
It is continuing to follow Jesus. Even when he leads us to and through harrowing chapters of life. It's hanging on to cultivating your faith through life's difficult times. Now ultimately, we are able to cling to God because he holds us firmly in his hands. Perseverance is that call to faithfulness. But it is also an affirmation that somehow, in spite of our failures, God will bring his committed people through the difficulties and concerns of life to their promised destiny in Christ. Well, take a perseverance check, will you? This is a self-check. Check all the actions of perseverance. By God's grace, secure in the love of Christ, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, number one, I will consistently open and read the scripture, setting my hope on things God says are true and seeking to be a doer of the word. I will be honest and authentic in prayer. I will, when I do think or say wrong things, turn quickly to Jesus, who has forgiven me and who loves me unconditionally. I will honor my commitments even when I don't feel like it. I will, by God's grace, step out on faith to do something that I feel God's will, but, but that it might make me feel uncomfortable. I will seek to be faithful, uh, not for, uh, I will seek to be faithful uh, for this very moment. And if you take it by moment by moment, then it will be for the rest of your life. I will humble myself. That's probably one of the hardest things, isn't it? I will humble myself confessing my sin. Confess your sin. Ask forgiveness. Don't make excuses about your sin to God. He knows your heart. And ask forgiveness from those who maybe you've hurt. Or, I value and practice the disciplines of biblical community and spiritual friendship. You val value that? That's why so many people just can't wait to get back to church. When we no longer have to social distance ourselves. I will initiate a much-needed conversation with a family member, friend, or co-worker, and I will cling desperately to God in my current trials like a drowning person clinging to a lifeline. Wow. Well, an important part of our discipleship, learning how to apply these truths to your life. Here's just a few ways that you can start thinking about when you learn and apply it to your day, daily life. Memorize your memory verse. Now, once again, that memory verse is James 1.12. James 1.12. That verse does say this, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Don't leave the faith. Persevere. So talk over the results of your perseverance self-check, maybe with a trusted friend 
someone who you could hold in confidence. And share with the same friend or, or another one your current struggles in life so that they can help you. Ask for prayer, encouragement. Some of the struggles we go through don't have easy answers, and we need that so that we can get answers that are truthful. And some answers, though, can't be solved in this lifetime. Yeah. So, you know, keep on keeping on. Keep on persevering. Wow, a nice lesson in perseverance. So just hang in there, keep going, and uh, may God bless you, may God encourage you, and may you continue in his love. We, we thank you for that, and let's pray. God, we thank one another. We thank for the encouragement we give, the strength we give, the love we share, and Lord, we thank you. Boy, Father, you do everything uh, possible to, to keep us close to your side. Still at times we stray. Help us, Lord, to realize that we need you and we need your Holy Spirit. We need your word. We need one another. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you. Empower us, strengthen us, and may we follow you to the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We hope that you will join us at First Christian Church of Malvern, which is located at 4046 Coral Road, Northwest in Malvern, Ohio. May God bless you and have a great day.